What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. And you can hear it in the background. Starting in 1993, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers took the world by storm, spanning three seasons. And over the course of 30 years, the Power Rangers brand has been a source of entertainment all over the world. And listen to some of these in no particular order. I mentioned Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You have Alien Rangers, Zeo, Turbo, In Space, Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue, Time Force, Wild Force, Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, SPD, Mystic Force, Operation Overdrive, Jungle Fury, RPM, Samurai, Super Samurai, Mega Force, Super Mega Force, Dino Charge, Dino Supercharge, Ninja Steel, Super Ninja Steel, and Beast Morphers. What a franchise. And with 30 years of content comes a brand new special to Netflix called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. And this was something that I was incredibly excited to see just recently released as actors have come back from the original casting. Not all, but some have come back to give a farewell, so to speak, and tackle some real life tragedy in this special. I was excited to see it. I watched it day one. I've since watched it two more times and I'll save a rating exactly for the end, but I am so glad that this has happened. Now I did a letterbox review for this uh, episode before recording this. And before we get any further for listeners of the show, new or old, if you haven't yet hit that subscribe button, it helps the show a lot. If you're following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Also, please hit that like button. Uh, you have no idea how much it helps the show. And I, I certainly do appreciate it. With this, I did the review on the Letterbox account. You can look up Matt Goes to the Movies. And, you know, what I said in that Letterbox review, and I'm, I'm going to reiterate it here, is there are certain aspects missing from this special. Uh, you know, un unfortunately, Jason David Frank is not a part of this, his passing. He wasn't going to be a part of this in the first place. Um, maybe we could have, you know, maybe we would have changed his, uh, he would have changed his mind. Maybe not. But, you know, his, his recent passing, which was, you know, very sad, very tragic, you know, we certainly were not able to see him, but what this actually deals with, and certainly we don't have Austin St. John um, as, as one of the original cast members, but what this did is it dealt with, it took a real life situation for one of our characters and used it as a story point for this special. And one of the first things I want to talk about is how they did that. And I thought 
It was very tastefully done. It did not feel forced. Um, it felt very real. And it was something that, you know, Power Rangers doesn't usually do. It's very lighthearted. It's always been, you know, joke. The dialogue is corny, everything like that. But they used the real life passing of Toy Trang, uh, who played Trini in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And they used it in this special. And what happens in this episode is Trini's character is alive in this universe. And we find out that Rita Repulsa is back. We open up with that. And Rita Repulsa actually, in this episode, kills Trini. And the main crux of this episode is Billy trying to, and Zach, trying to raise Trini's daughter and be there with the void that is left. And it was so cool to see these two actors get a bigger role and a more lead role in this, this special. David Yost, who certainly we've heard about why he left the show. Uh, Walter Emanuel, who plays Zach, you know, is back, but they had a more prominent role and I thought it was so well done. It was so cool to see them. And again, did I want the full original cast? Would I have loved that? Absolutely. I would have who wouldn't if you grew up on power Rangers, but we couldn't. So I don't judge this special and I've seen some reviews and to each their own. That's your opinion. I've always said that. Um, I am choosing not to, to grade rate this special on what I wanted to have because we can't have it. We couldn't. I'm basing it on what it gave us, what it could give us. We couldn't get Amy Joe Johnston. We couldn't get Jason David Frank, like I've said. But what did we get? What we got was a trip down nostalgia lane with a real life issue at hand, which I thought a corny show tackled very, very well. But I love that it was still clunky dialogue. It was Power Rangers with a serious twist that blended, in my opinion, very, very well. And that's I, I'm going to keep diving into that. And, you know, the the special deals with such things as, you know, loss. Trini's daughter feeling the loss of her mother guilt from Billy being what he calls responsible as to why Trini was killed in battle grief legacy. It does all of these things and it does them in a real and respectable way. What was happening was Billy was trying to look for Zordon because this is Canon Zordon sacrificed himself in one of the power Rangers seasons. Um, to stop forces of evil. His tube is shattered to spread his being, his essence throughout the universe to stop evil and save the Power Rangers. Billy is looking for those pieces of Zordon to bring him back. And while doing that, he actually latches on to Rita Repulsa and brings her back through Alpha 5. 
Um, that's why she is a robo face. And he like if he wasn't looking for Zordon, Rita would have never come back. Her mother wouldn't uh, Trini, you know, and Trini never would have been killed. So he's dealing with with the guilt of that. And trying to help raise a daughter that's not his, but keep her out of this Power Rangers life that she's, you know, she's not ready for. Um, which, again, I, I think is very well done. And Charlie Kirsch is uh, who plays Min as Trini's daughter is, I thought, very good. You get the fights that you expect from Power Rangers. You get the corny dialogue. But you also get an updated design for the command center, the Zords. And speaking of the Zords, uh, this special just reiterates the fact that over 30 years, the original Megazord is still the absolutely best looking Zord, in my opinion, again, in all of Power Rangers. It just cannot be topped. It looks absolutely amazing. I love it. I absolutely love the updates to the design. They're very well done. Seeing the Power Rangers back in action, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in costume, it was such a kick for me. You get, like I said, you get Rita Repulsa back. I would have loved to have seen Goldar. I really would have. Uh, we did not get him. It's a little bit of a a miss for me. I, I would have loved to have seen Goldar back for whatever reason, but you can't. You get the putties, which I said is just, it's fantastic. It's its a huge nostalgia kick. I grew up on this. This was my childhood. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was it. This was the huge thing. You, If you didn't grow up in the 90s, it's hard to understand, and, and maybe it's not. Maybe I'm I'm wrong there with my words but this just it took over everything this was a global phenomenon that kids could not get enough of it's you couldn't ask for anything else when you were a kid than to watch power rangers have the toys whatever the case may be and this special absolutely delivered in spades this is what i wanted from a special again for what we were able to have this is what i wanted it gave us what it could i thought that was very well done it handles a real life situation with a lot of respect in class and it gives you a glimpse that the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers timeline could carry on. Could we get more from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series? I think this special sets up that you absolutely could get more out of this franchise from that original group, so to speak. I thought it was very well done, and I am eager to see if they are able to continue this franchise. So that's a quick recap of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. It is streaming on Netflix. I absolutely highly recommend that you check this episode out. If you're like me and you grew up during it, 
I do not think you will be disappointed. I certainly was not, which will lead me into my popcorn time rating. And for me, this is a five. You know, take out, you know, the obvious of what I've stated. This is Power Rangers at its core. I'm glad it did not shy away from what Power Rangers was in the 90. It didn't try to make it too modern and change clunky dialogue, goofy dialogue. It stuck to the formula. And that's what I wanted. I don't want to see Mighty Morphin Power Rangers change from the formula. That's what made it great. As goofy and as corny as it was, that's what I wanted. That's what I got. It's a five bucket episode for me. Like I said, I've watched it three times. Absolutely love it. Definitely give it my recommendation. So listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's about 55 minutes long. Won't take up too much of your time. Watch it on your smartphone while you're on break at work. Whatever the case may be. You're out walking in the park, sitting out on a nice day as weather's getting you know, a little bit better to be outside for a bigger chunk of time. Sit down in a lawn chair. You know, take out your laptop, tablet, whatever. Watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and for always. Let me know what you think of this episode in the comments section on our Facebook, Instagram. And once again, don't forget to hit the like, the subscribe button. It helps out a lot. I look forward to bringing you more things at Matt Goes to the Movies, and I will see you very soon.